Welcome back to the Wasatch Brothers Real Estate Podcast. episode of the Wasatch Brothers podcast. Um, I'm your host, Darren Wilcox. We got our co-host, Jordan Wheeler, over here. And uh, we have a good guest today. Her name is Melissa Brown. And um, she's a super mom. And uh, (laughs) she is into, so she's a mom. She has four kids. And uh, her and her husband, they have built a successful network security company that offers things, services to small and large businesses. You'll have to tell us a little more about that because I haven't, I haven't heard that yet. I mainly know that you are uh, into like remodeling and flipping and fixing up homes and doing that sort of stuff. Um, she is not afraid to try new things. She's done a ton of stuff. So here's a few lists of things she's done uh, as far as you know, home stuff. So she's built furniture does all kind of trim work. She can tile, hang light fixtures, all the power tools she can use. And she's overcome her fear of heights by having to paint a two, a tall two-story home inside and outside. That we need a story for me. I'm afraid of heights <laughs> as well. I don't like heights. And, uh, and then she's also remodeled kitchens, multiple kitchens and homes. So is there anything else that I missed, Melissa, that is a good little um I don't know achievement or something you've done um no I I feel like my life is just a series of small achievements nothing like too huge and out there but just trucking along just yeah pretty much that's me in a nutshell hey that's all right (laughs) they say uh you know like if you got one percent better each day that's not a big achievement but one percent better each day than in a year you've all of a sudden done a bunch of stuff so Right. That's that's right. great. I like that. It's a good way to look okay. at it. Okay, sweet. Jordan, so, do you Melissa, have, you uh, you were yeah, you were an a, you were an agent briefly, right? And then you found your passion. Was it through real estate that you found your passion for home design and, and uh you said you're really big on functionality, or did you always have that and real estate you got into and just decided it wasn't your thing and so you went back to to the home design and the functionality? So honestly, home design, like as long as I can remember, it's been my thing. I remember my friends, my best friend was getting ready to, um, her mom was letting us paint her bedroom. She trusts us to paint it when we were like in elementary school. I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, I don't know. For a kid, I was pretty proud of it, but I just I wish remember going to the stores with them. And yeah, I have no idea how good it looks, but I just remember going to the stores <laughs> with them and helping their mom, like just like watching her kind of remodel their house. And I remember seeing that was like the coolest thing ever because my, my family wasn't really into having like a pretty home. It was just kind of your basic house. But, um, and then I remember when my parents finished my room in the basement, I remember we got my uncle works at a carpet company and he ripped out some fairly new carpet from one of these houses and it was like this god awful rust orange color <laughs> carpet and I remember being so bugged I let's see we moved out of the house when I was in seventh grade so I was probably in fifth grade or so but 
I remember being so bugged that I had to have this ugly orange carpet. So I went um, to work with my dad and earn some money. And I remember combing the stores for a comforter that would like go with this orange carpet, just like making it work. And I feel like that's just kind of been, this is kind of like, as I've grown, I've just realized like sometimes you just have to make things work and you can even make rust orange carpet look decent if you just put the right touch with it. So I think that like my, my like flair for it or my desire for it has just, I think it's just been a part of me for as long as I can remember. But, um, and that's why I got into real estate. I am also like super obsessed with like architecture and I remember when I would get clients that would be looking in like the avenues, the downtown areas, and one of these like historic, super old homes. I just remember Those are being the coolest homes. so fascinated that like I would almost lose sense of what like my client was looking for. I was just like so fascinated uh-huh. by like the woodwork and the tile and the originality of the homes. So I think it's just kind of always been my thing. I think so. Yeah. That's cool. the, the, the rustic orange reminds me of our first house that we bought. Uh, it was built in 1948 up in Washington Terrace. And we went through it. And um, before we even actually looked through it, I, I knew it was the house. I don't know why. I just like had that feeling. And we went in and my wife completely hated it. And I was like, babe, this is going to be awesome. We can redo it however we want. But she just saw <laughs> the rustic orange and the the ugly. I mean, it had it had the wallpaper where if you touched it, it was like fuzzy. Yeah. Um, and she just couldn't see it. But we eventually ended up remodeling the whole kitchen. And um, it, kind of a similar story like you, we had about $100,000 in equity after we remodeled the kitchen and upgraded our home. Uh, so we live in a new home, but it's weird because you go from a really old home and then you remodel it how you want to, and then you move to a new home and someone else has designed it. And there's just things that you miss about how you designed it. We, we got cabinets exactly how we wanted. We had two tone, like turquoise on the bottom, white on top with, with white countertops. And we miss having some things like that. So it's, it's, Design's always kind of been my thing too. I've studied uh, like social media marketing and graphic design and logo design are huge for me. Um, But at what age do you remember just like, I mean, I guess, I guess you kind of told the story, but what age do you feel like, okay, I want to go down the design route or was it just recently? Um, no, it was recently. So I took it in interior design class in high school. And that's when I was like, this is what I want to do. But, you know, back then your, your interior design boards weren't digital. And we would go to the basement of the school and dig through barrels of fabric. And we were in that class, we were trained, okay, so we needed to do, we needed to do a, a design board. We had to find furniture and like furniture magazines and cut those out. And then I was just going to uh, say clipping pictures out of magazines, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So clipping <laughs> pictures out of magazines, like paint colors. And then um, just going to the basement of the school, my interior design teacher had buckets and buckets of fabrics and carpet samples. And so we just had to kind of, you know, one assignment would be like, you needed to do a traditional design and one would be, okay, you need to do a more contemporary design. And so I just remember really like just eating it up, really just like, um, 
enjoying learning about the different designs and what kind of where they fall and the different um, characteristics of each design. And so from there, I actually, from high school, I wanted to go to college to do that. So I contacted a few, I don't even know how I found them, but um, some interior design companies here in Utah and left a message with a few that didn't call me back. Then I talked to one, you know, I just kind of asked her like, hey, you know, I want to go to college to do interior design. And I just was wondering like what college is best here in Utah to do that. And she was like, oh my gosh, don't waste your money. There's not a market here in Utah for that. (laughs) She's just like, if you're going to go live somewhere else, then I highly suggest it. But in Utah, she's like, I just don't recommend going to college and wasting your money for it because all that's happening in Utah is all these stay-at-home moms just end up doing it as a hobby and doing it for their friends. And you fast forward like 20 years and that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Turned into that stay-at-home mom that's just doing it for my friends, doing it as a hobby. And I was like, oh, okay, well. (laughs) You know, so I just kind of feel like I find that it's just very like, I don't know, amusing. But I turned into that person. She totally just, you could tell she was just totally disgusted by it. So I'm like, "Oh, oh, it is what it is, I guess. Hey, so but you know what? I, there's I a huge gonna... market for that here. Yeah. yeah I was, well, I, I feel like there is now. S- I don't know about then, but I was gonna say I so I went to Enzyme College and they have a interior design um degree that you can can go into and they would have these shows where you know they build the big displays and then have a piece of wood, what the, the trim would look like, and their their painting colors and then pictures. And I went, walked through it and I thought, man, this is really cool. Um, but there's no guys in the program or else I would join it. <laughs> and I thought, I wonder what the market like that is for here. And I mean, obviously if colleges have degrees in it, it's gotta be a market somewhere. So what, um, what are your aspirations for wanting to design it? Cause obviously you don't want to just do it part-time for your friends. Um, what, what are, what are like, what's the big picture, the big plan or goal for you? Um, so for me, like, I mean, I just love doing it. It's kind of one of those things that like my kids are grown now. My youngest is in school full time. And I went for a couple of years being like, gosh, what's my purpose? I'm here all day by myself. What can I do? Knowing that like going and getting a job or, you know, going back into the real estate field wasn't necessarily the best decision for our family. My husband's job is fairly demanding. We have kids in sports all over the place. So I definitely needed a job where other people weren't fully calling the shots if I decided to do something. And, you know, I've just heard a lot of people just like, you know, just do what you love. And this is what I love to do. And one of the big things for me is, you know, you watch all of these like shows on HGTV or Netflix with these designers making these spaces beautiful and it only costs $75,000, you know, and I'm like, that's just a load of crap. Like, I wish people knew that they could get a fairly decent, like, they could get something that resembles very closely to what these people did for a fraction of the cost, you know, like, so for me, it's like transforming spaces. And I've had experiences doing it for friends, just seeing what a beautiful home can do for um, people that might be struggling mentally. You know, I had a friend that you know, they were in construction um, during the big boom and they built a beautiful house 
And when everything collapsed, they lost their home and they ended up in, and it was a nice home, but it was like, like you said, Jordan, it was just kind of like, they went from their custom home to this builder kind of cookie cutter, smaller house. Like a track home. Yeah. And I just remember her, like it was, it was a pretty house, but you know, it was the basic house. It wasn't their house that they loved so much, but I remember just like, I can help you. I can help you. And they didn't have a lot of money. I mean, obviously they're just off the heels of, you know, losing a lot of things. And so, you know, I did what I could with a very small budget. We, um, you know, I just sat at my sewing machine and I was sewing curtains for her. And like, when it was all said and done, I remember her just being so excited. I could see her spirits change. And I remember, you know, kind of when it was all said and done, we just kind of stepped back. And I remember her telling me, she's like, when I walk in my house from work and I look around, she's like, I'm happy. Whereas before she looked around just be like, I hate, like, I hate this house. Like her mood was just like, you know, just like, it's dark. It's not my house. And so after we went through and we kind of customized and just did some tweaks here, some affordable things, um, you know, her, her whole attitude and perspective of her home changed. I feel like everybody needs that. Not everybody cares to have a beautiful space. You know, some people just, as long as it has like a couch and a TV and the things that they want, you know, sometimes that's sufficient for some people, but for other people, um, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that just don't feel like having a beautiful home is attainable. And so I'm a huge advocate for like just super affordable design. So I have a question about that. Um, so I don't, I've seen those shows and stuff. So what do you think is like, so you're saying that it, they're saying that, you know, you can remodel it at $75,000 and you can do it way more affordable. Like what is the difference that you're, that you could kind of see in price difference? Is it like a 50% difference or it's like four thirty 30% oh, less than what they're so saying? I, I, I don't know. It's not the like same every time and you can use different like materials, but just right. kind of going so, off what you were saying. So I remember watching a show, one of the shows, and I remember seeing this um, gallery wall. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that on my wall. And so I like research, because you know, with these shows, you can just do some research and they'll tell you kind of the products they use, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, and they got their frames from this expensive place. We won't name names. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need nine frames and nine frames, $130 each. That is not even like, I'm not paying that much money to do that. So I went and I just figured out a different way. I went on Amazon. I found some frames that were that same size. I went to a custom mat. And so I ended up making these frames for, um, I think it was, when it was all said and done, I think each frame was roughly $40. Oh, that's and crazy. So wow. it's that's like, like a third. Yeah. So it's just like, it's things like that. It's the products that the, I'm a huge, huge advocate for like yard sales. Like, find you know people do these things where they get these pallets of brand new things that are just like lost FedEx packages or something I'm not exactly sure where it comes from but there's so much furniture and rugs and all kinds of things on there that you can um you can just use and jump off of and kind of just make it work but yeah I'm a huge advocate I mean don't get me wrong I would love to go to these like super expensive places and just design these homes but everybody that I've designed for have been people that have been on like the tightest budgets. Um, my sister's kitchen, including court countertops, we did for $3,500. Like, it, and the wow, difference crazy. was insane. I have, I have some before and after pictures on my Instagram, but the difference was insane, but that's because we weren't afraid to put in a little elbow grease. You know, we had to paint the cabinet. That's crazy. I'm going to have to go look at those. Yeah. So it's, 
That's it's cool. One of those, yeah, I just, I'm a huge advocate for people just having affordable spaces. If they can spend more money, then let's spend more money. But yeah. you know, it's, you can have a, you can have a beautiful space without spending thousands of dollars. So. Well, I think that makes that. sense business-wise too. If you're going to do stuff for people, people appreciate you doing it uh, the most cost-effective way. And it appeals to the average person more of, you know, instead of watching these TV shows, oh, that, that looks great, but I'll never be able to do it. Whereas you're saying all this stuff is doable, but people need to be able to have a vision um, and know where to look in the right places. For example, yard sale. I was, I always look on KSL and random places for just, just to look for what, what people are getting rid of. And I found a trampoline for my daughter that was $20 and it's the best toy that we bought for. She's in it all the time. And, you know, you can spend a ton of money on toys, but, um, what, what, it, where's your number one go-to place besides yard sales? And what's the best find that you've ever found at a yard sale or something that you didn't think would be that great? And then you turned it into something amazing. Oh, um, gosh, I don't know. I've, I've bought so much from yard sales. <clears throat> one thing that I did that I thought was pretty cool was, um, we had just moved into our house and I absolutely hate the color of our leather couches. I hated it so much. So we had just moved. We had to put in a new yard and we kind of went above and beyond in the yard because it was just like, well, we're stuck here because of COVID. So we might as well just get everything our hard desires, just dump all the money into the yard. Right. So when I like hit my husband up about getting a new couch, he's like, no way. Our couches, my husband's are frugal. And he's just like, no way. We're not, I'm not spending money on new couches. So, I mean, the color of the leather was like a taupe brown and everything in my home is gray. So a taupe and gray just kind of clash a little bit, but, yeah. and so I was just like, kind of like bummed, but so I just did some research and you can actually dye leather couches. So I dyed them black and I pulled out all of the chrome nail head trim and put in some no way. Um, copper, like some bronze brass nail head trim. They See, like, I would be so scared to do that. I'd be so scared to do that, that I would ruin the leather. <laughs> well, so I did a lot of research first and I watched a lot of videos and then I just figured, well, if I ruin it, I ruin it. Then I get my new couches. new couches. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, but it actually, it turned out just, you know, I did the videos. It turned out well. I mean, it's going to be one of those things that you have to like, um, touch up, but it was as simple as wiping down the couch as if you were cleaning it. It was just changing color right before your eyes. I actually have that. How does the texture feel compared to like before, like sitting on it? The same. It's the same. Wow. So, I had no so idea. yeah, like find some leather couches you really like off the yard sale pages and you can dye whatever color you want. Except for the camel. They don't have a good camel. We had the same problem because all of our stuff was kind of grays and whites. And then we moved into this new house. And for the most part, it's white cabinets with like a white and black countertop, but then they put brown floors in and it just doesn't match anything. They're like these dark brown. And so in our other house, we had kind of like a light gray flooring. And I wish that you could dye floors like leather couches, but I think well, you can, depends to... on what the floors are. That's, I don't recommend <laughs> that though. 
<laughs> so can you do it on laminate? You can't laminate. I, like I said, it depends on what your floors are, but um, it have to be like chocolate, a, a like a dark floor. chocolate brown does actually go with gray. So I don't know, like if that's what you're saying, I think you can mix those colors for sure. Well, it's funny because that's how I I found you. We, we were you commented on on something on Facebook. I think it was a real estate group. Someone was saying I'm, I'm looking oh, for a remodel. Yeah. It was the best house ever. It was like a time capsule from the seventies. Oh, it was it was the house across from my grandma. My grandma's the the lady that lives in that house. They just passed away, and I was listing. looking at that listing because it. I said it. It would be awesome if we could move right across from my grandma. And I actually knew those people. And um, yeah, I remember because that house, that house is really cool. It's yeah, on a, it's like, on a great lot too. Yeah. And the floor plan and like just, I would just went through, I went through all those pictures and my wheels were just exploding. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I could just remodel this house. So that's kind of one of those, like, you know, I have a friend that's just like me. We are total like... DIYers we've talked about possibly like going into business flipping houses or whatever but like the financial part of it and the logistics of it just I don't know like that scares me a little bit to be fully responsible for a flip um and be responsible for the finance the financial aspect of it I don't know I'm not ready to jump in that far yet um but I would love to design it for somebody who is ready to do that you know just walk in and be like okay like you need to do this. You need to do that. And it's just, there's so many little touches. Like for example, in our last house we remodeled, um, it was built during an extremely rustic kind of era. And, um, I remember all of, there was just tons of archways. I think there was it in the end, I think there was 14 archways and I'm not a super fan. I'm more of a clean line kind of person. And so mm -hmm. we had, um, that we had the contractor square up those arches and the way that it opened up rooms and just that little touch that I don't think, I don't think people would really think to do something like that. I feel like that's kind of where I just kind of have an eye for some details that I don't think a lot of people yeah. would think to do, but the difference that it made in kind of giving that house a more modern feel was, um, was awesome. And it was something that I definitely didn't regret doing. So, so you squared them up. Yep, just squared them up yeah. and just, yeah, it yeah, made a huge there, difference. That makes a big difference. There's a lot of really like, like archways either. Ogden, yeah, that the, have the archways. And like even our home that we remodeled the kitchen, the kitchen was separate, separated by a wall to separate like the dining because I, back then, I guess it was like you have to have a dining room and a kitchen and like separate. So we knocked down the wall and it felt three times bigger than it actually was. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing that I, cause I've always wanted to flip houses too. And I thought, man, it would be great to, uh, after remodeling my kitchen, just to hire someone to do it. Cause we did all the work and we had our first kid while doing the, the remodel. And it was just, we were living in dust. And so that's, that's kind of why I invited you on, because I think, I think there's so many people out there that want to do flips, but they also don't know design or how to remodel. And that was my idea is like, if I ever find a perfect property um, that, you know, I see potential in and I can make a cash offer with certain lenders and then hire a, a 
someone like yourself that really enjoys it and loves it and can and can make it look way better than I ever could. That's the vision of having you on here because I think there are plenty of people wanting to do flips, but they're they're not wanting to do the design or they're either not good at it. And so um, I I think that you have a huge value in our market and there there definitely is a niche for designers. I mean, you see it on uh, HGTV and like the lady that you met said, if it's not in Utah, then you could go do it somewhere else. But But what me and Darren have hit on on almost every podcast is all these big tech companies are coming from California and moving here. And so many people are moving here that um, there's just going to, our market is going to grow like crazy. And the question that I keep getting asked over and over is, when do you think the market's going to crash? And I don't think it's going to. I think everything's going to keep going north. And all these companies are still going to be moving from California because California is falling apart. So I think for you, in my mind, and I could be totally wrong, that this is a perfect time to start what you're doing and make connections with realtors and um, mortgage lenders. And and I think you can meet a lot of people just like we met through social media and by commenting and posting your designs. But um, what what is what would you say to our audience? What is like your style and maybe where do you draw inspiration from? Or is there a certain uh, social media account that you follow that's just like explains you in a nutshell? Gosh, as far as my style, like I, I've tried to figure that out for years, like really try to figure out like where, what my style would be called because I do like the more modern um, I don't know. Like I, I love all kinds of styles. So you can maybe say I'm a little bit eclectic, but then if you really start researching eclectic styles, um, that's a little bit more, I don't know. So I honestly don't what my style is. My style is if you love it, you make it work and you just kind of put stuff together. And so what, what I enjoy doing, you know, you've got some of these You've got some of these designers where people say, I want my house. I want my house your style. But then there's some people that just think they have a style. Some people have a style. For example, I'm helping my mom remodel her home and her style is elegant. She's got a chandelier in every room. Her ceiling fans are chandeliers. (laughs) And that's not my thing. That's really just not my thing. Yeah. But I loved being able to remodel her home and give her the things that she wants. And um, kind of making the styles work, kind of putting a little bit of me into it, which I don't even know what me is. Like I, I follow a few accounts. Um, there's Arfo Farmhouse on Instagram. I really like their style. Um, Spell it because I want to go look at it. So Arfo Farmhouse, the O, sorry, O U R F A U A X. F A R M H O U S E. Sorry. <laughs> oh, for okay. okay. Spelt words out loud like that since like spelling bees. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that either. I don't do that either unless we're trying to hide something like uh, bedtime from my daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, we used to do that, but now my kids are all older, so it doesn't work. But um, <laughs> it's a great so, trick yeah, right just, now for I us. I feel like my style's just kind of 
if I like it, I, if I see it, like there's some things where, you know, like if there's something big I'm wanting to do, I will, um, do a lot of research, like maybe Pinterest, I'll like put it in to just kind of see exactly what I want to do. But for the most part, I just kind of take a little bit of Joanna Gaines and a little bit of this and a little bit of that and just kind of like, just kind of make it work. The, the, the trend that I feel like is in Utah is like white and like really airy feels. And I saw this house, uh, I saw a design where it was like the whole house was just black on black. And I really loved it because when I was growing up, I asked my dad if I could paint my entire room black just because I want to go in there and just kind of be like secluded and it's dark. And to me, it's calming. But have you seen the black on black designs and do you like them? And what what do you think uh, the new trend will be or like in five years, what do you think is going to happen in the design world that you see kind of blowing up or gaining traction? Um, right now, it's the darker colors. Like if you look above me, like I painted my room a super dark green color. Um, but is it like emerald? Really- uh, I don't know. It's kind of a, no. it, the phone doesn't pick it up exact correctly. I've tried so many times to take a picture of it and get like the accurate color, but it's a very like green, blue, dark color, but I've actually really liked it. So I think the trends you're going to see, I feel like the trends right now are very eclectic. You're going to see like, for, like mid-century style furniture, like clean lines, dark walls, and then you're going to get some very vintagey stuff like brass and just kind of like more, I feel like it's the style's going to merge towards more of the eclectic. And I think we're, we're coming out of the modern farmhouse style. Um, yeah. The boho style has been kind of a thing for a minute. Um, I feel like that's a very targeted style, but I feel like the trends you're going to start seeing is more the darker um, they call them, it's kind of a, what they call like a moody style, a moody room. Like it just makes you feel calm or some kind of mood. I don't know. But I also mm-hmm. think that there's, I feel like, and this could very well just be my own personal opinion, but from when I did real estate years ago, um, I feel like light and airy will never be out. Like period. I just don't think that a light airy home is something that will ever be a style that will, I feel like that's just going to be a timeless style. And so the fun thing about that is I feel like my home is very light and airy. Um, We added a ton of windows when we built it because I wanted that light airy feel, but I, you know, our front room that I'm in now, I really enjoy, like I've had a couple people say, it's just so cozy in here. So comfy. So, um, I really enjoy playing with the darker colors too. And I just, I think that's going to be a big trend that you see. Um, it just came out. So I would say trends last roughly five years or so. So I feel like mm-hmm. with that just kind of starting to make headway, I feel like that's probably what, where we're headed. We'll start seeing a lot of... so. Yeah. I just convinced right. my wife to paint our bedroom. She, she said, I can't paint every wall, but it's, a very dark it's called midnight blue and i want to do like brown woods with midnight blue because we have these cool paintings of 
or not paintings, but pictures of or the Oregon coast. We just went to the Oregon coast uh, last summer. And that's kind of where I got my inspiration. Cause have you been to the Oregon coast? Yes. We actually lived in Oregon it, it, for a year. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, a little, not Gothic, but just dark and eerie, but it's also, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's just like a whole nother place. And um, after we got back, I, I was trying to convince my family to buy a family cabin up there, but, um, yeah, I think the dark and, uh, like you said, moody is, is what I like to do. And in our first home, we actually painted every single room, a different color. And then when we went to sell it, our agent said, Oh, paint it all gray. And, and when we did, um, I think it, it attracts to buyers, but it just didn't feel like our home anymore. Are you right. someone that likes to make each room feel completely different? Or do you try and tie the whole theme into one common color or design? So I, back in my high school interior design class, we learned, um, I believe it was called triad, not a professional here. This was years ago, but it's where, um, you kind of have a base color or a base and you just kind of pull it throughout the house a little bit. Um, my phone just told me it was going to die no, soon, right. but anyway, we're good. Um, so, so as far as kids' bedrooms, I feel like you do those, like you, you just go all out and you do those. Um, however, no characters, just no characters. Like if they want characters, they can be on their pajamas or their socks, or their underwear, but we don't do, we don't do character bedspreads and posters, like, I don't know, that's just kind of my, that's kind of my thing, but, um, yeah, I feel like with the kids' room, you just kind of let them, I've always kind of let my kids pick the theme of their room, um, that's fun for them, I think that's good, my kids don't want me to touch their room, I can't do anything Mm, with my kids' room, I show them some cool stuff, and they're like, no, I'm good, I just want to play in room, I, they're, they're not my children I don't know where they came from but <laughs> so but as far as I feel like you can have different colors in each space um as long as you, they coordinate and you can pull it through you kind of just kind of pull the same colors through the house I don't feel like everything should match I feel like it should yeah coordinate when yeah, you can't do one room red and then have another room be like this bright blue weird color and then another room is stage green like that's that's too much but i would say for the most part just make sure your colors coordinate and look well together and then just kind of pull them through the house yeah i like that i that's yeah that's kind of my style too and my i I, my grandma's from texas and she moved here oh before i was born but her her house is like that where she I don't think matches anything. It's just everything is so colorful, but she somehow makes it work. And when people walk into her home, they just, you can tell they just sit there and their eyes go everywhere. And you would think of a ton of color just being way gaudy and and too much, but she does it in such a classy way that I think I draw a lot of my um, design um attributes i guess from her because that was that was like my home growing up and i i guess i kind of took it for granted because it was so colorful and so bright and 
awesomely designed. And um, then when you move into your own home and you try and do it, you realize how terrible you are at it. <laughs> and and colors color, don't color is definitely and, fun. Yeah, color is de- yeah. I love decorating with color. And I feel like your home should also like reflect your personality. If you have a bright, fun, bubbly personality, like by all means, make your house bright and fun and bubbly. And just, I feel like the design aspect should also reflect the person. And so if, if that's you, like make your house match you if you can. Uh-huh. I think, yeah, you know, if you're just kind of a really laid back kind of cozy person, like, like that's kind of how your house should be, just kind of laid back and I don't know. But I feel like design to represent the person. That's why I kind of struggle with, like there's some designers out there that it's their style. Like this is their yeah. style and this is what they do. And for me, it's like, but if you really want to truly help people, you need to get to know them and get to know their style. And I feel like mm-hmm. to be a good designer, you should be able to design something that appeals to everyone. That like a client can come in and they want you to design a log cabin and you're more not very rustic-y kind of a designer, I think that you should be able to um, recognize the different the different characteristics of each design and be able to design how your client would like it, not just um, how you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think I feel the same too. way. Even, even with like a, a certain color of a shirt, sometimes I put it on like a yellow. I hate wearing yellow because it makes me look washed out, but I think you want to make people feel comfortable in their own home. And, and for me, my home is somewhere that I can go recharge um, and relax and be happy. And I think a lot of people, um, once they redesign their home or remodel it, would would realize how important that stuff is. Um, There was a personality test basically saying on what, what colors you should use. You'll take the test and it tells you what colors you feel most comfortable in. And I always think of that because I'm always in grays or blacks. And if I'm wearing something too bright, um, I think I like looking at it, but when I'm wearing it, I don't feel as confident. And so I, I think, um, you are dead on, on not making a certain style because it's just like, so you, you have to be adaptable and like, kind of like a chameleon and, and really listen and do what your customer wants instead of what you want. And I see, I see you being really successful for that reason. I've, I've even wanted you to come to my house and just look at my floors and say, what would you do in this situation? (laughs) So my opinion would be work with what you got, especially when it's that expensive to replace. I mean, if you've got all the money, thousands of dollars to replace your floors by all means, but work with what you got, you can make it work. Yeah. So great. Well, let, uh, I think we're running out of time, but it's, if you, there are listeners out there that want you to come remodel their home or realtors that want you to help them with a fix and flip, where can they reach you? Where, what's your Instagram or just LinkedIn? Best way to get in touch with you? Um, a few different ways. You can find me on Facebook, Melissa Brown. Um, my first name is spelled differently. That's super important. Um, Two L's. First name. Yes, it's M-E-L-L-I-S-A. And then very simple last name, Brown. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I have um, Instagram, which is Melissa underscore Brown underscore design. 
Um, that's where I've been putting kind of my latest things as I've been trying to separate the personal and the um, more design part of my life. But you can reach me there or you can text me anytime. My cell phone number is 801-652-6662. You're brave for giving sixes. out your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. But yeah, it's, a lot, it's definitely a lot of sixes. <laughs> okay. So. Well, great, Melissa. I, I really enjoyed this and I hope that we can help you. That's the real reason for doing this podcast. Our three things that we always say is first, we want to educate people on the home buying process or just homes or how to do things, which I think you, you gave us a way to, you know, make something that doesn't cost as much as HGTV and, and go find things and, and work with what you have. Um, I think inspire people is our next one. Uh, there could be moms at home that are going crazy being a stay at home mom and want an outlet. I stayed home with my daughter when she was born and I about went nuts. Um, so I, I think you can inspire people to maybe they don't have to go start their own business, but it might inspire them to just go to a garage sale and create something and make their home a better place. And then the third one that we really started the podcast for was to connect people. We feel like real estate's such a big industry and there's so many different spaces in it that we just want to be a place where people can come to listen to our podcast, get ideas and connect with people. So I think all three of those things happen today. So we appreciate you. And um, I I say this to every guest, I, I hope to have you back on the podcast. And do like a yeah, little update like they do on Shark Tank and, and see yeah. where you're at and see what remodels you've done. If there's any pictures of your remodels that you want us to feature on like our Facebook or, or when we release this podcast, um, send whatever, whatever you want over and we will share it and, and hopefully get you in touch with people to help you. Okay. That sounds good. That's awesome. Darren, you Sweet. got anything? Thanks, Melissa. Thanks. This is over my, I'm, uh, no, no, I don't. This is, uh, I'm the laid back person. My wife, Maddie, she's like the designer, like the, I am not a design person at all. Like I would have to hire somebody like you to do anything in my house because this stuff is not what I am good at. <laughs> not your forte. So, no, no, it was good. It was good for me to learn and listen to all this stuff. Cause this is not, that is not my forte at all. <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad I well, could uh, teach you guys. Yeah, thanks, Melissa. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming you. on. We appreciate your Thank time. You guys, no problem. If you anytime. guys need to get in touch with me or Darren, we're at Wasatch Brothers, uh, Wasatch Wilcox, and Wasatch Wheeler. And please rate, subscribe, comment, whatever to help us uh, get this podcast out if you enjoyed it or learned something or feel someone else could could enjoy from the content. And until next time, we'll we'll see you again. Okay. Thank see you. you later. Thank uh-huh. you. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye.